If you're sick of playing small, and if you're a big dreamer, then you're in the right place. My name is Helena Garrett, and I'm here to give you the juiciest business tips to help you grow and scale your dream beauty business. You can call me your new beauty business bestie. Let's get started. Hello, beauty bosses. Today is such an amazing episode because I have been working with um, the beauty industry for about five years now, but I've been coaching for about two years, as you guys know, and a lot that has come up with me coaching within the community, within you guys listening to the podcast, you know, a lot of you guys don't know when to hire or don't even know who to hire and who to have on your team, especially when you're growing and scaling your business. And like I've talked about before, I am against the hustle culture. I believe that you have seasons of hustle, but who are you actually supposed to hire on your team to help you? And I found Kara through Instagram. I love social media because I make so many connections. She's actually in Australia and I'm so honored to have her here because she woke up super early for this episode and she is absolutely amazing. I love her journey within the beauty industry, but also she is the CEO of the Beauty Boss VA. What does that mean? You know, how to hire a virtual assistant? What does that even mean for your business? What can they do for you? We're going to dive deep into that because I definitely recommend having a virtual assistant on your team, especially when you're starting to scale and have multiple streams of income. Remember, we wear a lot of hats, but that doesn't mean that we always have to wear those hats as we grow. When your business demands you to be the CEO and tap into that CEO power, that's your number one priority. And so Kara's going to kind of explain her journey in the beauty industry, you know, how she got to this point and what she can do for you guys. So thank you, Kara, for joining me. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to share a little bit about my journey and how I can help. Yes, girl. I love it. So kind of give us like, how did you get started in the beauty industry? You know, how did you, you know, find your way and what led to you helping other beauty bosses and their businesses? Sure. So I had a very different, I guess, experience to a lot of people my age. I finished high school over here in Australia and um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but my mum was a hairdresser or a hairstylist growing up. And so I was, I guess, exposed to the industry in that way. And there was nothing really that I was excited to do after I finished school. And I came across... um, beauty therapy they call it here in Australia and I was like oh that sounds really fun um (laughs) I could do massage I could do nails that's that sounds like me and so I just basically put in for um what we would call college or TAFE over here and I started my two-year course and during that time I was working um in a fruit and vegetable store and I was doing management um in that store and basically what happened was I finished my nail section of my course and straight away I was like I'm going to do nails from home I'm going to start a business and it's going to be great and so I did that and at the age of 18 sorry at the age of 18 I started my very first business in the industry and I was just doing nails at home while I was studying and that kind of started my entrepreneur journey And as I progressed through um, training, I was very inspired to have a 
a salon one day. And so I finished my course two years later and I went straight into a management role within the beauty industry. So I kind of skipped ahead everybody else and I started as a manager in a salon. And that was something that I guess I never really expected to do at such a young age, but I was just super confident and I was like, I'm going to do this. And I, yeah, I started in that, um, that way. And I did that for about 18 months and I saw a need in my local area for a business opportunity there was nothing where I lived and there was lots of development happening with shopping centers and things like that and I said to my parents at the time I was like I'm so sick of driving an hour to work every day because I was driving into the city and would you consider being a business partner with me and can we start a business and they were probably thinking I was crazy at the time I was 20 and um yeah we looked into it the opportunity was there and so we decided to open a salon and it was a franchise network, so it was quite an established brand um, to start with. And it was the brand that I was working in um, straight out of college. So I was very familiar with it and knew how to run the business already. And I just basically took the concept of that business and brought it to my local area. And we opened the doors um, the year that I turned 21. And <laughs> I started with four team members and myself and we basically just grew it from there. And I did that for 10 years. It was a very successful business. Um, it was a very challenging location. So we were always seen as a low socioeconomic area and the brand was quite luxurious. And I was determined, I was like, nope, it's, it's fine. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it work and I'm going to make a seven figure business. And that was my ultimate goal. Yes, and, yes. Oh, I love this so much. Oh my gosh. And you did it yeah. all for 21. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. So I was 20 turning 21 that year that we opened. And look, I was a little naive. I didn't know a lot, <laughs> but I had such an amazing support system in the franchise network that I was in. I was always constantly thinking outside the the box and I was like how can I do it differently how can I do it better I always jumped on things really quickly so like when social media started taking off I was like right I'm on to that <laughs> I was always really um you know not not scared to take on new ways of marketing or um putting myself out there and I really wanted to nurture my staff and I think that was the biggest thing is I really wanted to make sure that I had a environment that my team felt like they could grow and expanding just like I was given that opportunity straight out of college so um, I ended up growing to having 11 employees and I didn't work at all in the business by the end of the 10 years so I had two small children at the time and I'd completely removed myself out in the last two years so it was an amazing journey and it taught me so much um, but yeah it was definitely highs and lows through that time but we, we definitely had um, lots of growth and achieved some really amazing things. And the business is still there today. We sold it five years ago, but it's still going really strong. So I think it, yeah, it's good to see. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my God. And you accomplished like so much and you learned not only the industry, you learned how to be a manager, you learn how to create this team 
And you learned also what beauty businesses need. Like you were the CEO, you were hands-on and you saw, okay, like this is everything that I took care of. I was able to remove myself so I can spend time with family. Then I decided to sell the business. And now you have all these skills from owning that business, being the CEO and the service provider. And so you took that skill and then you put it into your VA business, correct? Yes. Yeah, that's right. So um, after I sold my business, I was very lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I actually spent a couple of years floating in and out of different areas of the industry. I studied um, a diploma in business to learn more about marketing and how to really grow and expand a business. Even though I'd done that, I had no formal training in it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do a course. Um, And so I was always learning. And then one of the jobs that I was in exposed me sort of to the virtual assistant industry. So I was like, oh, wow, this is a really interesting concept. And it was all quite new then. Um, And I didn't think a lot of it until I started a new job. And I was in this job for about six months. And um, at the time, I had just had my third child. He was about 10 months old. And I found it really hard to work basically full time and not be there for my children. And I was really quite miserable in this job. (laughs) And I said to my husband one day, I can't do this anymore. I just, I just want to quit. And I just want to start a virtual assistant business. And he was like, what, what do you want to (laughs) do? And I was like, I'm just going to do it. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm just going to do it. It'll be fine. It'll all work out. And I think that's always been my biggest thing is I've just always believed in myself that I can make something out of nothing. And so I did. I quit my job. I gave a couple of weeks notice. I put a post on Facebook and said, this is what I'm doing. If you're interested, reach out. And I had a couple of um, friends from within the industry reach out to me and say, oh, I'd love your help with XYZ. Um, can Can you help me? And the rest is history, really. And from there, I started the business and have now expanded it to be an agency with a team. So uh, that was three years ago in September that that started. And yeah, it's, it is what it is now, which is amazing. That's absolutely amazing. I love that. And I felt, I feel like you were able to see problems within the industry and have that creative mindset to be like, oh, how can I offer this solution? And you tried different things. And when you hated something, you just didn't keep going with it. You're like, this is not for me. This is what I want. And I'm going to make it happen. And I love that because I feel like so many people within our industry, they just keep doing the same thing over and over because they feel comfortable with it. You know, like us as humans, we crave that comfortable feeling of, oh, I feel safe. I feel secure. Even though I'm miserable, at least I have a stable job, so to say. Yeah. But you were able to be like, you know what? I have proof that I can do this over again. I've already done it and I'm going to try no matter what and give it my all. And within three years, you built this virtual assistant agency where you help, you know, so many beauty bosses with just handling different tasks and delegating. So kind of tell us like what you do for the beauty industry, because I feel like some people think of virtual assistants, like, okay, yeah, they can help me virtually, but what does that even mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So um, 
really probably our core area of focus is um, marketing. However, it can really cover so many different avenues. And in the past, we've done um, things such as customer service-based tasks. So that might be, you know, helping with emails or even phone calls. There was time where I took phone calls and um, helped a client with that. So there's always been lots of different areas, but probably our main uh, focus now is business operations and systems, because that's one of the biggest things that people don't have time to set up um, and then also the marketing aspects so email campaigns social media all of those things that everybody knows they need to do but they just don't have the time to do and I think where our point of difference lies is we're not just offering them the marketing service and saying okay here's the graphic go and post it or here's the email um, template go and set it up we actually go in and physically do it for them so there's no I'll get to it later <laughs> you actually get it done so um, another big thing for us has been we've had lots of people say to us in the past oh you know I tried a VA but it just didn't work out they just didn't understand the industry or skin terminology and that's where I guess our biggest point of difference has been I've always tried to make sure that the people on my team are also part of the industry so when we're writing copy, when we're doing our marketing campaigns, we actually understand what it's like to be in the business and the way that we write to our customers and, you know, build their audiences. It actually works because it's something we've done ourselves in the past. So that's been probably the biggest piece of feedback is oh, it's just so easy because I don't need to tell you what, you know, hyaluronic acid is and how it works in the skin. So, yeah. That's been the best um, part about having this sort of business is that we are from the industry and we can actually understand what it is that you're wanting to actually talk about in your content. I love that because I just know when I first started like five years ago here in the U.S., I mean, lash extensions weren't that popular and that was like my main service. I went to a stack school, you know, I did my hours, I learned other things too, um, but I felt like no one understood the industry, like no one understood the business or the marketing, like it mm. was such like this empty hole that you know, I didn't realize that no one could fill for me. And I'm like, maybe I'm just running the business wrong. You know, maybe it's me. Yes. And then I started like figuring out different things with marketing and just learning about other industries, but it just, it wasted so much of my time, you know, because you growing your business as a service provider, most of the time, 90% of the time you're with clients, you know, the other mm -hmm. percent, you're maybe having lunch, bathroom breaks, you know, and then you don't want to be overworking yourself where this is like the secret sauce of someone who's still growing their clientele. Maybe they hired on the first team member. They don't have time to do the social media posts or to build out these different, you know, formulas for business and strategies. That's where you come in. And that's yes. where an amazing partner is created so kind of tell us like when should someone hire you you know I work with so many coaching clients where they're just starting their business they barely have a clientele and then clients who are making you know half a million dollars with you know 20 plus employees and I feel like you know from the person who's starting from the person who's trying to scale to a million dollars sometimes they still don't have a VA, you know, and they're still mm -hmm. running all these different things for themselves. So do you feel like you have to be at a, so, a certain point in your business to hire you? Or, you know, what do you suggest? 
Um, no, I actually think the best time to hire a VA is before you get overwhelmed and stressed. <laughs> so so um, the reason I say that is I have had um, experiences in the past where we have come on board and we've um, worked with clients, but they're so overwhelmed and busy that they've actually struggled to, um, I guess, get us the content and get us the work that we need to be able to actually help them. So um, I actually feel like before you get to that point of of so much overwhelm and stress, uh, that's when I would look to start outsourcing and delegating in your business. And that can really be anywhere from, you know, starting up brand new all the way through to having a team already. And it's really just, um, I guess, how quickly you want to grow as well. And you can absolutely grow a lot quicker as a solopreneur than um, having a VA in your in your side than, than not. So, um, really at any point. And I think the key thing is, is having the open mind that having a VA on board is going to help you grow because ultimately it's like having a little team member in your pocket that can do all of the things that you just don't have time for. So it really is one of the fastest ways to help grow your business. Beautiful. I love that. And I think that's just such a good partnership to have. And, but I think also people need to realize just because you hire a VA, you still need to delegate things to them. You know, like you still have to have time to just like a team member, sit down with them, talk through things, plan with them. I think that people think, oh, I'm going to hire like a personal assistant or a VA and they're just going to read my mind. And it's like, no, you still have to train them, talk to them, you know, communicate. And and that's where I see some people, whereas my coaching clients, they've hired VAs in the past and it didn't work out because they didn't know the industry. Um, the person wasn't really great at delegating. They had to have practice with it. So they didn't know what to ask either. So, you know, what should someone look for when they're choosing a VA, especially if they're in the beauty industry? Yeah, I think definitely somebody that has some sort of knowledge around the industry, whether they've done marketing in the industry before or if they have um, any form of background in the industry is really important. Um, even if it's uh, somebody that has copywriting skills in the industry can be really helpful. But personally, I think it's also very similar to when you hire an employee is finding someone that has similar values to you in business is always going to be um, an important aspect. So I think being aligned in that way is really, really helpful. And a lot of virtual assistants are just, you know, very similar to beauty business owners, I find they are very, you know, nurturing, very caring, and they, they have that very similar um, personality type, I feel. So yeah, I think it's really important to, to find somebody that you really click with on a, um, a values level because you're going to be working very intimately together. And a lot of the time they're going to get to know your business like they're running it themselves. So I think finding somebody that you align with is really, really important. Yes, especially like if they're going to help you grow, like with a VA, you know, that's someone that you can continue to hire, you know, that's not just you hire them for one job, and then that's it, like, they're yeah. going to be with you as you grow to six figures, six plus figures, half a million to a million plus, you know, that's yeah. one that you have to have a partnership with. And I tell my coaching clients, I'm like, it's kind of like dating, you know, you want to yes. sure <laughs> that you guys are vibing together, you guys have the same values, you know, hiring someone out is like, you have to practice a few times 
go on some dates, see if it's a good fit, because this person's going to be with you as you grow your business. So you don't want it to be unaligned or, you know, have it messy where unfortunately maybe it's out of alignment from the get go. And then you wasted their time and your time as well. So, you know, when you're hiring someone, whether it's a VA, a coach, you know, whether you're trying to hire an employee for your business and just make sure that it's in alignment. And for me, I trust my gut. Like, I I don't know, I have intuition with some people. I can read them so well when they walk in the first 10 seconds, I talk to them and look at them. I already know if we're on the same wavelength or not. (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that just comes with time and practice too. So those of you who are hiring, like it takes time, just like when you first started dating, you know, you're like, do I like this person? Do I not? You know, it's just, it's business dating. (laughs) Yeah. And I think also too, getting really clear on what you want. So I want someone who can do this and I want someone that, you know, um, has this sort of personality, like actually script out exactly the person that you want to work with and exactly where you want to go and everybody says to me you know where do I start and I just say well write down all of the things that you hate doing in your business start there (laughs) yes and it's so funny when you actually sit down and think about every little thing that you do on a day-to-day basis you're like oh that's a lot no wonder I am stressed out, overwhelmed, burnt out, tired, you know, like I'm doing a million things at once and I hate half these things. So get rid of them. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. And I often say to people too, if you're not ready to hire a VA right this minute, look at other areas of your your business or life that you can outsource. So for example, it could be having somebody cook a meal for you once a week, whether that's like your mom or, you know, a friend or somebody that can even just take some pressure off in another aspect I think is all a part of the big picture when it comes to business so it can be even just as simple as outsourcing other areas of your life first before you can get to the point of you know hiring a VA exactly exactly and this year I had a coach tell me she's like Helena you're wasting your time just doing just random things and these things like I hate going to the grocery store and getting the food taking a home unpacking like I just hate doing I hate running errands and I would spend a whole day trying to do errands and then I would have to come home still complete the errands and I thought about it okay, if I love my business so much, what if I could spend that whole day working on my business and hire someone to do the tasks for me? And it was the most amazing thing that I did because I've had, you know, VAs in the past, but I never had anyone help me like with my personal stuff where I'm like, oh, this isn't like a part of my business. So I feel guilty. Yes. But it definitely like made me feel empowered because I was helping this person. I created a job for them. You know, I'm helping the economy, but also they're helping me. So then I'm not wasting my time on things that I don't love. Yes. That's exactly what I say. It's so important because it just gives you that time to nurture what really matters in your business and your life. So exactly. Yeah, so important. So important. So kind of on that realm of things, like why is it so important to schedule time for you to work on your business, but also have time for like self-care and just the joy? You know, I feel like us in America, 
we just live for this hustle culture. Like Mm -hmm. we have to be productive. And so I would love for you to share how you grew like a seven figure salon and you were still able to prioritize your time and you made boundaries for yourself as a CEO, because if you didn't, you might've still made, you know, seven figures, but you had to make sure that you were still human and taking care of your personal self too. That's right. And one of the biggest things that I learned along my journey, and it's happened in both businesses, I'm still not perfect, but one of the most powerful things that you can do as a business owner is take care of yourself. And when things don't go right or the way that you want them to be, I guess, performing in your business, it's often yourself that's holding you back. And there's always another level of growth within yourself, I feel, when it comes to business. And I got to a point about eight years in with my salon where I became really sick and we couldn't figure out what was going on. I was having heart issues. I was really um, unwell. And that was sort of, I guess, a bit of a wake up call for me. And I was like, okay, I think I'm just doing too much. I think it's stress. And that was when I ultimately went, I have two managers in my business. Why am I still doing all of these things um, when I should be just letting them do it for me. And the funny thing was when I let go of that control, when I stopped racing in on a day that someone called in sick and I changed my mindset from, oh, if I don't go in there, we're going to lose a whole day's worth of um, bookings and money to it will be fine. The money will still come in. Mm -hmm. Everything changed. And I just let go of that control and let things happen for me. And it was such a, an incredible experience because I just learned so much about, you know, trusting in the people that you bring into your business to actually do a better job than you could do <laughs> and yes. to not rescue everyone all the time. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Cause I feel like, I don't know, as a young entrepreneur, you know, I started uh, having employees when I was 20. So we were kind yep. of on the same like realm of things. And you feel like you have to kind of like almost like church. Like I felt like I was bringing in these lost souls and people who, you know, had the passion, but you know, they, they just needed help. And then I felt like I was just doing everything for everybody. And it got to the point where I like was just emotionally done and drained and physically tired. And I'm like, why am I hiring these people when I'm micromanaging them? And I'm yes. still coming in. And I had like two managers at the time and I was still constantly running the show. And I'm like, wait, why am I paying these two people if I'm still trying to micromanage them? You know, it just doesn't make sense. And I think yes. that's the hardest point of your business of letting go of control when you have a team when you have other people because you're just so used to like it's almost automatic in your brain of oh I have to do everything all the time and it's like you can't turn it off yes yes absolutely and I found once I stopped trying to solve everything and rescuing them they actually stepped up and they were less I guess like fearful or worried like it just let them flourish a lot more as well so yeah it was really really amazing to watch that happen but um yeah it's definitely the biggest part of the puzzle I feel is learning to know your own habits and how you can sometimes self-sabotage your business because of limiting beliefs or things that you're doing within yourself 
all men preacher girl yes (laughs) I love this so much so I want to end off with like how can my community connect with you work with you and then we'll go into the closing question of you know what's one piece of advice that you can give a beauty entrepreneur yeah, sure. So um, working with me is is quite easy. You can connect with me on my website, um, which it will put in the show notes, I'm assuming. Um, you can connect with me on social media, Instagram, uh, Facebook. And um, usually what I do when I meet new um, clients is, is jump on a discovery call and we just sort of talk through where it is that you would need to start first when it comes to hiring a virtual assistant because everybody's going to be different. So I find that that is uh, the best starting point is to do a discovery call. And I really love those because I get to know everybody um, and where they're at. And um, yeah, that's probably the best way to go. (laughs) I love that. And I think that the discovery calls are so nice. I do that with my clients too. Like you get to know them, they get to know you. It's kind of like a mini dating session. Like some people are like, oh my God, what do I expect? Like, you know, they get nervous with the discovery call. It's like, no, like we're just normal people. We're just here to help you bring your questions and we'll see if it's a good fit. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I love it. I forgot what the last question was. (laughs) You're totally fine. (laughs) I love that. I feel like we have so, like, such juicy information in this episode. Like, so good. And I I feel like you've answered so many questions, but, and you've given us so much good advice, especially for someone who's starting out, someone who's still scaling and growing. But what's one piece of advice that you can give a beauty entrepreneur? And this could be something, you know, with hiring, scaling, uh, you know, mindset, you know, what's just one thing that comes back to you over and over again, maybe you see with your clients that you could help out my audience with? Um, I think definitely going back to that trust yourself and trust that you do have the potential to know exactly what your business needs. And when things aren't going the way that you hoped they would to just go within And really just look at where you could maybe improve in your own personal life, what limiting beliefs might be there. Every challenge I've had has always come back to that, but also just making sure that you're finding the right people to support you and not jumping into hiring really quickly because you will, you will make mistakes when you do that, you know, hire slow fire fast is definitely the way to go so that's probably my biggest piece of advice from all the years of um, business is is really just trust your gut because it's always right it never lets you down and yeah it it can often cause you heartache when you don't (laughs) yes I feel like we think oh we need to get to the next level now but sometimes like the level that you're at you're going to be at for a little bit because you have to learn different things you have to make mistakes and I feel like people hire so fast because they want that instant result that instant revenue but training someone as you know takes months you know and hiring can take months too because you you don't want to just hire anyone and everyone so I think that that's a beautiful piece of advice 
advice. And I just want to thank you for your time today, Kara. I am so excited for my community to get to know you more. And I just feel like you have so much to give to the world. And I'm just so excited to just have you on my side too, because I just love connecting with other women that, you know, have the same values, have the same business values, and that I can cross refer, you know, my community with you. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure to chat with you. I just, I agree. I love connecting with people with like-minded thoughts and passions, and it's just been amazing. So thank you so much.